The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Final half hour, Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. That's Jake Bachhoven, who's been enjoying the uh, spicy pretzels today. That's right. Somebody brought in some nice spicy pretzels for us. I tried the wrong one, man. <laughs> you didn't really... even try the hottest one. I didn't try the hottest one? I haven't either. I'm waiting until the end of the show. Uh, I've been warned. I didn't know that was a thing, spicy pretzels. I didn't really either, but I like them. Oh, which one? Which are you trying the hotter ones? I will try the hottest one at the end. There's like there's a level one, two, and three. I've been eating the ones; those uh, aren't hot at all. They're just well, I think a little bit of a spice, a little bit of a kick, but not too bad. Number two is uh, is is one I tried a little bit of, and uh, you have to have water for that one. I guess I don't like uh, hot things on things I don't expect to be hot. <laughs> I mean, I like hot wings. If it's hot wings, I, I want it. You're forewarned. Right. I, I just, I, I think what I, I didn't realize, I, he said spicy. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be really hot and spicy. Uh, but Nick warned me. He warned me. He said, don't do it, Tom. Don't do it. And then I did it. And then I uh, threw the rest of them yeah, away. You grabbed a handful. Like, I'll just eat uh, some pretzels. Yeah, I yeah. thought I could take it because I always brag about how I can eat hot stuff. I yeah. put Tabasco on top of Tabasco. Uh, DP and I went out for wings last night, and I ordered hot with a side of hot. <laughs> That's what I do. We did so the I, hot ones challenge. That wasn't so bad. I did. Uh, I thought we both did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Nick did not do so well. No, he was like crying, but and his nose was running. His palate. <laughs> he, he's got a young palate. It takes time to develop that. Yeah. I used to be. I feel like I used to be able to eat hot stuff actually more than I am now. Maybe it's just the drive, though. The drive's gone. Like, what am I? What am I gaining out of this? As I get older, just a heartburn and <laughs> yeah. problems in the bathroom later. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I really like hot stuff. I I uh, I all, like even for breakfast. I'll put Tabasco on my eggs. I will. Don't <laughs> that dare doesn't me. sound like a great combination. It, it's really, I've heard of it before. But. It's really a good thing. It's it's fantastic. As a matter of fact, uh, we are Tom and Bach. Uh, anything we've missed today that I should uh, go over? Jackson Hanna is in the transfer portal, uh, played every game in 2021 and on special teams 
uh, but was way down the depth chart, and uh, so he is jumping into the portal, and maybe that's uh, a place to start with our own Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7. Big loss, Jackson Hanna, you think, Mike? Well, um, I think he was a guy that in that 2019 class, I know I specifically had him targeted as one of Nebraska's biggest gifts that year. I thought he was someone that was going to be able to come in and, and be a Big Ten linebacker, and it just never felt like, for whatever reason, the uh, the weight could stay on, and then he just was passed up. I mean, Luke Reimer came and, and basically took things by storm. Nick Henry came on after that. Uh, you also had Garrett Snodgrass in that class, and Etzeva Malga Clements gets added in. Will Honus stays around. I mean, you, you mentioned it. He basically just kind of got buried at inside linebacker, and, uh, you know, they didn't view him as an outside linebacker. He played special teams for him, but... I think he's a guy that if his career for football is going to continue, is probably at a little bit lower of a level. Uh, did Nebraska get their headliner today in Jaden Gould? I, I, I know it just kind of seemed like a class that was going to be yeah. not very big, but still just did not have a, a headliner. Do you think Jaden Gould could fill that role, would you say? I don't know. So Jaden Gould, um, he committed yesterday, signed today. I, he's the highest-rated commit in the class. I would stop short of calling him a headliner. I, I don't know that there's a headliner in this group. I mean, I just think, you know, if, if someone's got to be the best player in the class, maybe he's it. He was the uh, 2021 Max Preps New Jersey Player of the Year. Uh, but I I just I don't know that there's any one guy that I would basically be like, yep, that's, that's who we're going to be talking about in a couple years. I think it's an interesting group. I think there's some good developmental pieces. I think there's some pieces that can help early. But I, I don't know right now that I'm comfortable saying there's anybody that I think is a is a headliner. What Jaden specifically was fascinating about him, he's six foot two, nearly six three. It feels like he's going to be in that kind of like Isaac Gifford, uh, Colby Brett. Um, conversation where, you know, maybe in a few years, this is a guy you're talking about as an outside linebacker. So uh, I don't I don't entirely know where he's going to slide in on defense. I think he's talented. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I, I don't know that I would call him a headliner. I think this class is sort of devoid of one. I know you're going to talk to the coaches here in about a half an hour or so. Uh, Mickey Joseph, I believe, is going to be there. Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator. Donovan Riola will all be there. How do you expect them to fill fill out this staff? Will it be in your mind? Just guessing, special teams coordinator or running backs coach, or where do they go? Well, I, I think it's a special teams coordinator, and Ron Brown uh, helps out as sort of a, a quality control um, guy. You know, during the week, he works with your running backs during the practice week. And then on game day, maybe Sean Beckton takes over uh, working with the running back specifically because you can't have a guy who's not a coach with a headset. So I, and that might be how they go about things. I just think that you have to address uh, special teams head on. I mean, I, I think that it's going to be Bill Bush. Uh, we will see kind of when they choose to announce that or how they choose to announce it. But if I just had to guess today, that's kind of the route that I would lean with it. Uh, I've seen some talk uh, about maybe moving the early signing day uh, back. Of course, they just did this a couple years ago. Can you re- remind us why they did this to begin with and then why there might be an idea um, to, to switch things up again? Well, I, I think initially they wanted to give you know kids an opportunity to go ahead and sign and be done with it. And I, I like the idea behind that. It 
it felt like December wasn't that big of a jump between December and the first Wednesday in February. Um, I, I wonder, I wonder if there's any real reason to push it back. though. I mean, I, I see people complain about it, but you still get some of these guys like Ernest Hausman, for example, why does he need to wait until the first Wednesday in February to sign when he committed to Nebraska in March, showed no interest in going anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Same with Victor Jones Jr. I mean, these guys, you, you get people that have been committed for a long time. It, what would be the purpose of holding all the way until February, especially when you have such a proliferation of guys who are early enrollees? So I, I look at it where I don't think it makes sense to move it at this point in time. I understand the concerns with all of the coaching changes and, and everything that happens there, but I just don't think it, it makes sense to push everybody back to February. I think if guys want to sign in December, great. If their program has a coaching change, then they have to make a decision themselves. I mean, I, I don't know that there's any way that you can pick a specific date that's just going to be better for everyone. I, I think that, you know, you've kind of created this system with the two days and people have learned to live with it, I don't understand what the rationale would be to now just all of a sudden eliminate it and then go back to the early signing. So you're okay with two signing dates? Doesn't basketball do that as well? Don't they have uh, two signing dates? Or Yeah. They they have the November period, and then I think uh, April, if I'm not mistaken, after the, the national championship ends, it opens back up, and there's, you know, from that point until the start of the season, you can sign at any time. Yeah. Um, what do you expect to hear from Scott Frost today? And what, what do you most want to hear from Scott Frost? I think there's going to be a lot of conversation about his process in hiring coaches. I mean, I, I don't, and as someone who is a, you know, quote unquote recruiting guy, I don't expect the media to spend a ton of time on this class. One, it's not very big. And two, I mean, it sort of looks as it is on paper. It's a group where Nebraska is going to need some time to develop these guys, and, and the real question is going to be, you know, how Nebraska attacked uh, bringing in Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph, the process that went into the Donovan Rayola and what Scott Frost thinks he can bring to the table as an offensive line coach. And then, of course, the, the other conversations about how does he feel about what's in the transfer portal and what Nebraska can stand at. I mean, these are all things that uh, Scott Frost will have an opportunity to discuss today. We'll see. Uh, where where things kind of go. I, I don't look for a whole lot of conversation about this specific recruiting class. I think it's going to to devolve pretty quickly into the process of, of how he went about hiring his coaches. Well, you mentioned the transfer portal, and, and, and Frost will, will certainly speak on behalf of that. The most interesting thing for, I think, everybody here is to see kind of that timeline for adding a quarterback. Um, what I mean, we're, we're seeing you know guys jump into it every day. Do you think it behooves Nebraska to just get a guy, you know, if, if they can, get a guy early and then start to build that offense? Or do you kind of like a strategy to wait around and see who all is available in the, in, in the portal? I think you identify guys that you think can work for you. You you line them up, and then you decide to go after who you go after. I don't know that it makes sense to to basically be like, well, we want to wait until everyone's done playing so we can see what this looks like. I, I think if there's people you believe can help you and could be a starting quarterback for you next year, you know, Nebraska needs to go after and be aggressive with. The real question is, can they get a guess from somebody that they actually want, and at what timeline is that on? So you got a guy who wants to say yes and you want him, the earlier you can get him, the easier it is going to be to, to hold him up 
uh, to wide receivers that you also want to get out of the transfer portal. And the thing with the transfer portal, and I, I want to make this as, as apparent as possible, there's no timeline for those guys. You know, if, if they want to enroll in school in January and be there in the spring, they can absolutely do that. But they can make that decision on January 15th, still show up and make all of the second semester. So, you know, there's, there's no reason. If you're sitting around waiting breathlessly for when Miles Brennan is going to make his decision, for example, uh, you could be, you know, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen on Christmas Day. It could happen on January 31st. There's no exact timeline for it. It's very different than your other sort of player edition with, with you know, guys out of high school and, and junior college. I'm not really waiting breathlessly. You, Bach, uh, for Miles Brennan to not make his decision. Uh, do, more likely that the next starting quarterback at Nebraska is from the transfer portal or on the roster in your mind? I think from the transfer portal, with all the respect in the world to Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg, I think it, your entire coaching life is bet on having to get someone to get you to a certain amount of wins. I would guess you're going to go try to find someone with a little more experience than the one game that Logan Smothers has started at this point in time. I mean, I he played well, but I don't think uh, the strategy of which Logan Smothers running 22 times a game is going to last yeah. particularly long in the 2022 season. So I think Nebraska has to go find a quarterback, and you went and got an offensive coordinator for a reason too. Let him go to work. Let him figure out who he fits and or who fits for him and who he wants to coach and go from there. Uh, Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7. Finally, what's left out there for Nebraska today? Emmett Johnson makes a decision later on today. Anybody else? Yeah, Emmett Johnson is a decision that should be happening here in the next hour or so. And then later this evening, I think one of you guys can Google this to, to have it absolutely correct, but I think Salt Lake City is on mountain time. So it's only one hour behind Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But Ben Roberts, a defensive lineman from Salt Lake City, will be deciding at 5 o'clock his time, which I think is 6 o'clock for, for Nebraskans. Oh. But he is uh, he's deciding whether he'll – Did we lose him? Drifting? Mike? Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> Uh, Mike left us. Uh, uh, we hope he's safe. I, I'm sure he's safe and sound. Probably hit a tunnel. Could be the wind out there. We could be the wind. Somebody, somebody get all of Mike. Major wind gusts out there. Uh, so he's thinking Emmett Johnson will announce uh, in about an hour from now, and then Ben Roberts uh, later tonight. I think they're both high school kids. Yeah. Uh, so that that would probably close out your high school class. Uh, For and now, then, there's a later signing day too. That that's <laughs> well, there is, but I don't know how much room you have for high school right. kids because this is a small class. Didn't we say twelve or thirteen, and they're at twelve right now? Or well, we did, but it's just hard. I mean, these numbers are crazy, especially with the yeah. COVID year. We still don't know if some of those names are coming back that are super juniors. Um, Obviously, a lot of guys have made their decision, but you're still, you know, within the program, yeah. maybe they do. Um, and then you know, there's the transfer portal. Is, is open there all year round, right? right? So some of these guys can jump in. Jackson Hanna just did today. That opens up another scholarship. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I think the numbers are always uh, changing almost day by day. Yep, they do change. Um, the more it changes, the more it stays the same. No, it just changes. Uh, uh, we do give out something cool every Wednesday on this show, and we just want to make somebody smile. Sometimes it's a nonprofit uh, we've done a couple of different ones, Lincoln Food Bank among them. 
uh, the people for the center, uh, the center for the people in need uh, we have done in the past. Uh, but we just want you to nominate somebody who really needs a smile. And there's no smile bigger than after receiving something from Beatrice Bakery. Uh, their lemon drop cake is my personal favorite. I don't know what yours is, Bach. Uh, I love their vanilla rum cake. They have the chocolate rum. They have the fruit cake. It's absolutely delicious. They take uh, the cake break- baking process really seriously. They're really, really good at it. Um, and it's just delicious. Everybody that has ever tasted it in the history of mankind loves it. And we just need your nomination. Just go to the ticketfm.com and nominate your favorite nonprofit or just person uh, that needs a lift and uh, and do it. And then every Wednesday we give it away at the end of our show and we are getting to the end of our show. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick one here. I think it was uh, earlier right there. I wish I could read it, but my, it's so small in print. I'll announce it after the break right. uh, the winner of uh, Beatrice Bakery's, Gift, gift or our Wednesday gift is what we do every Wednesday just to make somebody smile, a nonprofit. And in this case, I think that's what this is. Uh, we'll do it coming up next to end out the show on Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.